the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The church grew because of persecution. The same is true today. The church grows when it's under persecution and under affliction. So too with us, affliction causes us to grow in our faith in Christ. We wish there was some other way, right? We wish there was some kind of like, can't we just like fill out a form and mail it in and then our faith will grow? No, you got to go through the affliction for your faith to grow. Difficult physical or mental pressure helps things grow, whether a church, a person, or even natural elements. When people are under heavy and demanding pressure from society, busy schedules, or plain old life, we grow into strong and independent beings. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you as you go through strenuous events in life to view them as opportunities, opportunities to grow and learn to be a better person to better society, to be able to share the love of Jesus more effectively. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 1 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. If you turn back with me to Genesis 17, Genesis 17, this is one of the times when God spoke to Abraham, Genesis 17, verse 6. This is what God says to Abram or Abraham. He says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations of you, and kings shall come for you. Again, he doesn't have any kids at this point, and he's an old man. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations. It will be an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Look at verse 8. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. So, so God promised to make a nation out of the descendants of Abraham, and those promises are tied to the land, the land of Canaan. This is where the blessings will occur. This is where God will, will bless them and prosper them as a nation in that land. And you've got a king in Egypt who's concerned that the Hebrews are going to leave at some point and return back to their land, and it's going to screw up our economy. If all these people leave, we can't have them leaving. Now go with me to Genesis 50. Genesis 50. Genesis 50. This is when Joseph dies in Egypt. He's in Egypt at this point. Uh, the, The children of Israel have moved down to Egypt. They've been living in Egypt. In verse 24, Genesis 50, verse 24, Joseph said to his brethren, 
I am dying. Look what, it, look what he says. But God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land, the land of Egypt, to the land of which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Speaking of the land of Canaan. So there, Joseph, as he's dying, he, he gives this prophecy. He speaks prophetically, and he says, God will visit you, and he will bring you out of this land of Egypt, and he will bring you to the land which he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the land of Canaan. And then look what he says in verse 25. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. And so Joseph died being 110 years old, and they embalmed him. They mummified him. It's Egypt. And he was put in a coffin in Egypt, but they didn't bury him. They embalm him, they mummify his body, they put his body in a coffin while they're still living in Egypt, but they never bury him in Egypt. And so you, you've, you've got this king now who's concerned they're going to leave. And they're carrying this coffin around everywhere. They clearly have plans to leave. They don't plan on staying. They're not burying Joseph. And, and so going back here to Exodus chapter 1, what this king does is he institutes a new policy. He issues an executive order, and he enslaves all the Hebrews. Look at verse 11. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh supply cities, military supply cities, Pithom and Ramses, so the, the children of Israel, understand what's happening here. They were free one day, and the next day, the king issues a decree that makes them all slaves. It's hard to imagine that. You know, we see throughout history, including modern history, that an individual leader can inflict an incredible amount of evil on people. And can use the force of the government or the state or the military to carry out that evil. You know, things haven't changed in the world. This new king over Egypt, he just issued an order because he can. He has the power to. And he enslaved all the children of Israel. He set taskmasters over them. And he afflicted them with burdens. He made them build supply cities, military supply cities. For the Pharaoh, they were enslaved by the Egyptian government. They're forced to do slave labor for Pharaoh. And this is all as a way of controlling the Israelites. So that they are weakened as a people and so that now they can't leave the nation. Now, go back with me again to Genesis chapter 15 this time. Genesis 15. And God prophesied to Abraham that this would happen. Genesis 15, verse 13. God says to Abram or Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they, and they will afflict them 400 years. They're going to be slaves in a foreign land for 400 years. He says in the next verse, 
and also the nation whom they serve, I will judge. Afterward, they shall come out with great possessions. So here the Lord told Abraham that they're going to go to a foreign land. They're going to be enslaved there for 400 years. And this is the fulfillment of that. This is when it begins for them here in uh, verse 11 of chapter 1. They're enslaved. Now, verse 12 says, look what it says. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they, the Egyptians, were in dread of the children of Israel. So even though they were enslaved, the Israelites continued to grow and multiply in spite of their affliction. God's promise to Abraham was that they would become an exceedingly great nation. Affliction will not prevent God's word from being fulfilled. God's people grow in the face of affliction. God's people grow in the face of affliction. We see that in the book of Acts in the New Testament when the church in Jerusalem was persecuted and they had to flee from Jerusalem. That persecution caused the gospel to spread to other cities. And so the church grew because of persecution. The same is true today. The church grows when it's under persecution and under affliction. So too with us, affliction causes us to grow in our faith in Christ. We wish there was some other way, right? We wish there was some kind of like, can't we just like fill out a form and mail it in and then our faith will grow? No, you got to go through the affliction for your faith to grow. You know, in Psalm 119, verse 67, it says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Affliction has a way of causing us to get on the narrow path, doesn't it? You know, we're not as sloppy with our faith or lazy with our faith when affliction comes. It gets us focused. Psalm 119, verse 71 says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. Affliction causes us to get into God's word for comfort. To the point that the psalmist can say, it's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. Because now I'm, I'm really digging into the word and finding my comfort in the word. You know, James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. You know, we, we don't celebrate the trials. Oh, joy. <laughs> no, we count it all joy when we fall into various trials, James tells us, because it's an opportunity for you to grow and mature in your faith. And so here, the Pharaoh attempted to afflict Israel, but in that affliction, they multiplied and they grew. Look at verse 12 again. And they, the Egyptians, were in dread of the children of Israel. The word dread means to loathe. The people of Egypt loathed the children of Israel. And what you see here now in verse 12 is the entire Uh, The attitude of the entire nation toward the children of Israel has shifted under this new Pharaoh. Leaders can influence the people. Leaders can influence how people think. It doesn't take much to sway public opinion in a nation or to convince the people to believe something that's not true. 
And Pharaoh was able to do this without social media and without the news or any kind of propaganda machine fueling this thing. And so, verse 13, the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with with rigor, with harshness, with cruelty. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. You know, the slavery here, it's a picture of our sin. And the New Testament tells us that we become slaves to sin. And sin is hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. It leaves you bitter. It's cruel. Sin sin is a harsh taskmaster in your life. That's why you want to repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and allow Jesus Christ to set you free from your bondage to your sin. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in in mortar and brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor or harshness or cruelty. The Egyptian people, now the people are carrying this out on behalf of the Pharaoh, the king. The people now are participants in this. They, they made the lives of the children of Israel bitter with hard bondage. Uh, the children of Israel as slaves, they had to make bricks and mortars. Uh, mortar, they had to serve in the fields, uh, most likely digging canals and channels to irrigate the crops in the field in the Nile River Delta. Verse 15 Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shipra, and the name of the other was Pua. Who names their kid Pua? Come on. I'm sure it means Cindy or Stacy or something like that. So now the king of Egypt summons these Hebrew midwives, and he said to them, When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and you see them on the birth stools, he says, if it is a son, look what it says, then you shall kill him. But if it's a daughter, then she shall live. Now, these two midwives that are mentioned here by name, isn't it interesting that the Pharaoh is not mentioned by name? We don't know which Pharaoh it was, but these two midwives are recorded in God's word by name. These two midwives, Shipra and Pua, they were probably in charge of the midwives and not the only two midwives. The children of Israel numbered between two and three million people at this point. So there were likely more than two midwives. So it's believed these two were in charge of all the midwives. And Pharaoh orders the Hebrew midwives to kill all the male children 
born to the Hebrews the moment they are born. The moment they come out of the womb. If you remember back in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, God promised that the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. There will be a male child born to a woman who will be the savior of mankind and will destroy the serpent who is Satan. And Satan knows that. He knows Genesis 3.15. And so Satan wants to prevent the male child from being born. Satan ultimately was behind this order to kill the male children born to Israel. He's trying to wipe out the Hebrew nation to prevent that savior from coming. We see this also in the New Testament, don't we? With the birth of Jesus Christ, Herod the Great ordered ordered the murder of all the male children born in Bethlehem and in the surrounding areas around Bethlehem in an attempt to destroy the Savior and King of the Jews. And remember, Joseph was warned in a dream. And Joseph took the baby Jesus and Mary, and he fled to Egypt. So that, Matthew tells us, so that the deliverer would come out of Egypt. Now look at verse 17. So they've been commanded, they've been ordered by the king to kill all the male babies as soon as they come out of the womb to kill them. But the midwives feared God. And did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children Alive. That's why their names are recorded here. Because they were saving babies. At great personal risk. This is the first recorded act of civil disobedience in history right here. The midwives did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them. You know, as Christians, we should obey the government. We should be law-abiding citizens unless the government asks us to do something that violates God's word then we must reject the human decree. In Daniel chapter 6, King Darius issued a decree that no one could pray to their God for 30 days. And Daniel refused to obey that decree. He didn't protest in the streets or anything like that. He just continued to pray to his God three times a day. It says, as was his custom. He just continued doing what he was doing. In Acts chapter 5, the apostles were ordered to stop preaching Jesus. And, and Peter said to the, to the religious leaders, well, we ought to obey God rather than men. And the same is true for us. If the government asks us to do something that violates God's commands or God's will, we obey God rather than men. And notice the midwives disobeyed the decree of the king and saved the male babies because they feared God. Because they feared God. That's what motivated them. Their fear of God. Their reverence for God. They knew those babies were fearfully and wonderfully made by God in his image. And that God valued them. Because God values every human life. And they they had fear of God. They had a reverence for God. They feared God more than they feared Pharaoh. Did you know that the fear of God frees you from the fear of man. The fear of God frees you from the fear of man or the fear of what the government might do to you. The fear of God gave the Hebrew midwives the courage to disobey human authority and this immoral decree. 
And by the way, this is why totalitarian governments want their people to be atheists and want the society to be secular and why totalitarian governments fight against a belief in God and try to remove it from society because God is a higher authority and is a threat to their authority. They want the society to be atheistic because they don't want the people to believe there is a higher authority than the government. Then the people will do what the government tells them to do because then the government is the highest authority. This, by the way, is the danger of removing God from our society. Because you're removing the highest authority. And then the government becomes the highest authority in society. And the fear of God gives us courage to stand up for what is right, the courage to stand against evil, to stand against wrong. Proverbs 8 says, those who fear the Lord hate evil. The fear of God causes a person to hate evil when they see it. And, and this, these women refuse to obey this evil decree. And they're saving babies' lives. They're saving babies' lives. They saved the male children alive. Look at verse 18. So the king of Egypt called the midwives back and said to them, why have you done this thing? And saved the male children alive. And the midwives said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Now, are the midwives lying here? Or are they telling the truth about the Hebrew women? I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that read that and get all in knots. Oh, they're lying. They're lying to an evil leader who's trying to kill babies. <laughs> Did the midwives, so that they could... Uh, say that they obeyed this decree? Did the midwives intentionally take a really, really, really long time to get to the Hebrew women who were in labor so the baby would be born before they arrived? Hey, by the time we got there, it took us a couple days to get there, but by the time we got there, I don't know. But these midwives demonstrated tremendous courage to stand before the Pharaoh and disobey his command. Would to God that we would have that kind of courage. Now look what it says in verse 20. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives. You can stop right there. How often. Uh, if we're faced with. You know. Obeying God rather than man. How often do we immediately go to. Well if I disobey. I might get in trouble. Or if I disobey I might lose my job. If I disobey, I might get canceled. Well, how about if you if you disobey, it might go well with you. The worst doesn't always happen. Sometimes, sometimes the best happens. Because we disobey an evil command or take a stand for God. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives. And look what it says. And the people multiplied and grew very mightily God's word to Abraham God's promise to Abraham 
that he will make of them a great nation continues to be fulfilled in spite of all that was being done to prevent its fulfillment. Nothing can stop God's word from coming to pass. He asked me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal. Ring of Truth just brought you another great verse-by-verse teaching with Pastor Dan Sexton. Aren't you glad you stuck around to listen? We trust today's words touched your life in a very real and personal way. Pastor Dan has been staying in the book of Exodus with its stories of redemption and so much more. You don't want to miss a single episode. And if by chance you already have, just go to calvaryec.com to catch up. While you're there, check out our app to get other messages. Follow us on Facebook and iTunes, too. If you don't know that much about us or what we believe, make sure to visit the About tab. It will fill you in on what we're all about here. Are you in the Maryland area? Come visit us either Sunday morning or Thursday evening. Times can be found at calvaryec.com, so make sure to go there now. Meeting you face-to-face would be such a privilege. Our time with you has come to an end today, and so for now we say goodbye. But before we go, would you give us a call at 410-491-4592 and let us know how this program spoke to you today? Again, that's 410-491-4592. We always appreciate hearing from our listeners. Thank you from Columbia, Maryland, for listening to Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.